Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 209. This one probably is going up May 9th, 2022 for patrons, and May 11th for all of the normal people. Uh, it's a show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. I'm Steven. I realized, Steve, last week we didn't introduce ourselves. We just went into it, but um, oh, really? this week, I, I guess, Someone reintroduced ourselves. Us. Someone confused us. In yes, the Discord. <laughs> they dice. Uh, I forget their whole username, but yes, I am Stephen P H A. This is Stephen P H E. Um, how dare you get those confused? Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's of course an easy mistake to make, which is why we call Stephen Steve, right, Steve? Yo. Okay, cool. How is how how have you been doing? We didn't catch up last week. We kind of just had to get all the content done. You know what I mean? Yeah, we were on a little bit of a time crunch. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm actually playing Peglin right now on my oh. Steam Deck. Oh. Because I'm playing the, it's unverified, but they have a demo. So I'm just playing the demo to make sure and? that uh, it, I mean, it seems to be running just fine. So excellent. We might have a live purchase. Ooh, we'll deck, deck verified by Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Can I just email Gabe and just be like, yo, oh, I'll give, I, I checked it out. It works. <laughs> it's all you good, can put, the che- put the check on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if you want to help us do this and purchase Canadian indie games to talk about and and direct attention to uh that's patreon.com slash canadian game devs discord perks early access to the pod discount for canadian gaming events like eglx it's in the game and shout outs at the end of every episode steve this week we're going to talk about uh a massive acquisition of canadian studios um a new version of the big con coming next month and a Canadian winner of the Ubisoft Indie finalists. Kanye. But before uh, that, I, I so I am buying Peckland right now, so you can. Oh, you're gonna buy it? Oh, yeah, I'll it, play it. Steve. It hit my. It, it reached my satisfaction for. Winner. I played what I, it. What I need. In the last one, I forget what you did, but something last week you did live. Oh, we we have a review sound now for when you publish a review. Did I publish a review? You did. You published a review on the pod, and so I came up with a sound effect for it. Oh, that's right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. But we will have to play the winner song here. Let's go through some paperwork first, Steve. I like getting it all out in the first five minutes. Now that I'm saying this, I have less than 50 seconds. Let's go. Kick size, hiring for devs, leads, vice president, and more at their Victoria, BC office, or you can work remotely. Uh, a Game Studios is looking for someone to help them program in Unity and C Sharp. Both of these jobs on the site, CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs and the show notes. Coming up, Hand Eye Society is putting on Super Festival, where you can give a talk or show off your games. You should do both or one of those things, or just go and hang out, or tune in digitally. Dames Making Games is having no events. I lied. Grant Writing Circle for Creatives is being put <laughs> Check on. Check them out. Either way, check them out. <laughs> yeah, dmg.to. The uh, Hand Eye Society is also putting on a Grant Writing for Creatives workshop May 11th at 6 p.m. Eastern. Learn how to write grants for your game projects. Very hard to make a game for any amount of time without money, it seems. Uh, Toe Jam 2022 All 2, Kether, TWO, is returning May 13th to 15th. While it is a Toronto game jam, since we're doing things virtually, you don't have to be in Toronto to join. And given Thank the conditions God. in Toronto, for a lot of people, it's probably for the best. 
shuffle some paperwork on that, Steve. Not quite under five minutes, but that's okay. Toe Jam does what Nintendo don't, and putting the two in the... Absolutely. Splatoon 2 should have been Splatoon. T-W-O-N. It might have confused millions of players and potential customers, but I think that would have been worth it. Because <laughs> then, <laughs> Steve, when you were talking about the games afterwards, you would talk about Splatoon and Splatoon. People would just say Splatoon 2, but, you know, it would be a bit confusing. Uh, any releases this week, Steve? We were pretty close to our last episode, so I don't think much popped out, but... I don't think so. Not that I know of. Okay. I, we, we did a little bit of research and mm-hmm. cause last week was Peglin and, and all that stuff. Right. And nobody saves mm-hmm. world and all that crap. Big, big dump last week. So yeah, play those games and listen to that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some news. Steve. <laughs> Microsoft has opened a new office. Sorry, Steve headquarters oh. differentiation in Toronto. Now, this won't be explicitly Xbox stuff. Uh, they say it'll be home to its Data Innovation Center of Excellence, which, you know, <clears throat> like later in the Soviet <laughs> Union, <clears throat> like as they were naming things, it just kept getting more and more ridiculous, and the generals had more and more medals, and <laughs> the Data <laughs> Innovation Center of Excellence sounds like a posting you'd get in Super Troopers, you know? <laughs> like, it sounds like the, um, the Zoolander, like, Center for kids who can't read good and want to do other things good too. (laughs) So anyway, at Microsoft's new Data Innovation Center of Excellence, (laughs) and the the, the Mr. uh, Burns Award for for Homer Simpson, so he doesn't sue or whatever. Oh, what's the full name of that? Hold on, we have to read it. Burns, and then uh, doesn't Mike Tyson read the? uh, uh, (laughs) I think so. It's the Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. (laughs) All that to say, Microsoft's being goofy and opening an excellence data center where they only made excellent data, Steve. All the bad data is at their other data center. Uh, The 132,000 square foot state-of-the-art office located at 81 Bay Street in the CIBC building. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Microsoft hopes to, quote, engage with the community and support Microsoft's inclusive hybrid culture. Well, I'll tell you, the community you're engaging with on Bay Street is certainly not the community I want to engage with. Uh, what are they going to do here, Steve? Um, first of its time, data innovation enables company to co-innovate with clients. And this sounds not gaming related at all. Why are we even talking about this? It could. Um, yeah. It, I don't know. Who knows? But mm-hmm. it. Uh, I mean, it's tech. So we can sort of talk about it. What this might I have to do you. with is like there's there's a growing concern in terms of security of like keeping Canadian stuff all in Canada. And this, mm. this could kind of have. Like, otherwise you have, like, servers in, like, the states and, like, fucking the fields in Indiana or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or on the East Coast or something. And so it's bouncing into the U.S. and then coming back in Canada. And this could be, like, something to do with that. But mm-hmm. this could also just be related to their own, like, internal technologies when it comes to, like, their online platforms and shit like that. So it's not like we're going to get, you know, Halo 6 out of this, out of this <laughs> office. But, you know, it could be related. I mean, more and more data and and the, and algorithms and data sets are informing game design, game direction to such a degree that I don't think it's out of the realm of 
reasonability to say that Microsoft's new studio uh, hoovering up data is definitely going to translate into Xbox and how they, you know, distribute their products. Um, So, yeah, they're hiring and... Ballsy move to open up a giant square like a giant office in downtown Toronto when everyone wants to work from home or most people want to work from home you know what that is a good point I guess like I don't know the target workers would I guess be the same kind of people who are working everywhere on Bay Street right or is it really much of a culture shift um I don't know I I Hmm. can't really tell you I know that I will never work not remote ever again (laughs) Hmm. yeah I think a lot of people are in that Partly because I don't live in a city with a lot of tech jobs. Like, I live in a pretty small area. But even in Toronto, like, when it kind of, the tail end of the, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, I guess. But, like, Mm. in late 2020, I was just like, man, like, I don't ever want to go into the office ever again. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's definitely a growing concern. And I remember, like, the place I worked at, had just moved into a new office January 2020. That's so funny because we did that um, September 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because I was just like, we shut down the office like right away. No, so, sorry. September 2019, that didn't 2019. make sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so ballsy move from that part. I guess there's still people who want to. I think they're building, like. They're building think, in Vancouver's massive. I saw <laughs> it uh, also September 2019, actually. And. It's it's like a really cool building downtown Vancouver. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whenever Microsoft will... They're probably listening to us. Oh, no, we're not on Skype right now, so they're not. We're not. Skype. They might have Get money screwed. Discord. We don't know. <laughs> they will buy Discord during this call just to make sure we're not saying anything too, uh, yeah. too untowardly. Steve, uh, are you familiar with the Embracer group? Kind of. Do you... As we mentioned in our own personal chat, this sounds like... Uh, a nefarious organization in a James Bond movie that seeks to steal nuclear weapons and extort countries for various amounts of money does not nuke them. Uh, but the Embracer Group is actually a parent company of the business developing and publishing PC, console, mobile, and board <laughs> games related to other <laughs> global. They own a co- lot of game studios, and now they own some Montreal ones. Some more based Montreal in Karlstad. Ones. Ten bucks. Are you telling me what Karlstad is, Steve? <laughs> uh, it's in. Um, it's in. It's like Northern Europe, one of those countries. You're close. Like, yep, you're close. Like Sweden yep. or Norway. You did it. You, you should have stopped. You should have. You should have trusted your gut. Uh, but yes, Steve, the Embracer Group, uh, who has been on a massive, just I don't know, billionaires are giving them money to buy billion dollars worth of games and have all the games make them money, uh, and they just bought Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix Montreal, and Eidos. Uh, this also gives them Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Cain, and apparently several more IP, not Life is Strange, or more importantly, Outriders. That stays with Crystal or uh, Square. Because mm. um, Square is the owner of these companies and IPs and is the one selling them. In entirely cash, one-time purchase for $300 million, which makes me think someone needs money like right now. Cause this is a very low amount for some of the most prolific game IPs. I know. Like um, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider and Deus Ex, Steve. Like, I, I don't know. Deus Ex <coughs> sells millions of copies. Like but those Tomb Raider trilogies. I think they said like sold like 
like just those latest three games that sold millions and millions of copies. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of people are blaming uh, this on like Marvel's Avengers because that game, I guess, bombed and probably cost a lot of money. But it did. It, it, according to uh, uh, reports from Embracer, it lost two hundred million dollars, but they're going to keep operating it uh, for how long? Who knows? But they said the game will stay online post-transition whether that's a week past they get it or <laughs> three months past they get it we'll see i think they added uh lady thor to the game because of the new movie. Uh, her name's just thor it's not like female police officer steve is it oh it's thor is like <laughs> a title know. i think so it's like uh yeah it's like whoever holds the hammers thor right is his name odin's son so then he's just thor odin's son and then like Whatever, oh, that's a good you know, question. Pad, Padme, You're right. Whatever her name is, is just Thor Padme or whatever her real name is, or whatever. Her uh, name is what is her name in the? I don't know, but I think you're right. I think his name is actually Thor. I, I might be fake newsing you. I have no idea. All that to say, um, this CEO guy gives a very boring statement that they're excited to have all these games and realize their potential, which I assume means make free-to-play mobile versions of oh they got the legacy of kane too i know people are like itching for that shit it's been like two decades since the latest one <laughs> phil rogers square enix america and europe ceo says embracer is the best kept secret in gaming <laughs> that's a really dumb <laughs> thing to say uh a massive decentralized collection of entrepreneurs who we are thrilled to become part of today all right we got we got to talk some indies because you're you're Diving That's into true. just like I hate corporations. Even That's though we're, true. Okay. we're a I'm sorry. We are what a corporation. <laughs> Embracer, we're for sale. Embracer, if you're looking for someone to direct the next Deus Ex game, I'm your man. Uh you think, my you email do a good is job? in the bio. Absolutely. Better than they would. Mm. Uh Achim in game Steve has won a Ubisoft award there uh, as well as a cash prize. Uh, they are the grand prize winner. So, you know, there's usually a runner-up and then the winner. They did it, Steve. They won. Shout-outs to Megan and the whole team over at Achim Mastawin and Games, previously featured on an interview on the podcast for their upcoming exciting uh, uh, futuristic indigenous detective game. Oh, no, is it Hill Detective Agency? I don't know if they've changed it since, but um, that's the basic pitch, and, and I'm pretty pretty stoked to check that one out. Uh, they will be taking home $50,000. Speaking of Ooh. how 40K can go a while in game development, Steve, uh, 50K can go even further. Uh, second prize winner was System Panic, who might, I assume, was also a Canadian studio, but let me uh, double check. They get $25,000. System Panic Game Studio. Uh, a bunch of the uh, previous winners of this game or of this fund have come out and, and been some of my favorite indies. So I'm, I'm excited for this cash injection into this game studio. Get that money. Um, get that money. Yeah. Hill agency colon purity slash decay is the name of their game. Uh, and system panic, uh, builds complex, believable worlds, yada, yada. What are they working on? Um, they haven't announced their game yet, but they won the prize. So good for them. Nice. Good. Um, last bit of news this week, Steve, is a new version of the Big Con coming out June 1st called the Big Con colon Grift of the Year Edition, which is a good name for this because 500 other games are going to call themselves Game of the Year Edition, completely ruining the meaning of the phrase. So Grift of the Year Edition, good call. I like it. 
According to the new tweet, puzzles. it includes oh, yeah, new, new puzzles, new dialogue, new collectibles, new quests, the all-new Rad Skater arcade game, and much more. So I've seen GIFs of the Rad Skater arcade game. It looks fun. I'm excited. Um, um, I, wanna... I played a bit of VidCon. It was a little bit buggy at launch. I mentioned wanting to maybe return in a little bit. Uh, and this, a free update for everyone who owns the game already, including launching the same day on Nintendo Switch, which is also an important part of this. Uh, seems like the perfect time to hop back into the big con, which is something I'm sure many podcasts will say this week. Oh, it's on sale. Oh, it's Steam Deck Verified. Oh, there you go. Play the thing. The thing is played, Steve. Congrats to them on the sale from Steve. Yeah, I'll just wait. I'll wait because it's a free update, right? I'll just wait until I'll buy it now. Okay. Take advantage of that sale, you know what I'm saying? And then... Yeah, and then, you know, I'll wait till that. Because I just bought Peglin, so let me play some Peglin first. And i got to finish Tunic. There's too many games. Each other. Too many there games, are too many games. Though, that's a great run you just mentioned. Peglin, Big Con, and Tunic. Like, what What three very, very different, uh, yet all Canadian indie games, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Aren't games beautiful, Steve? They are. talk about uh, some games we want to wish list or i've already wish listed them but as viewers know or maybe don't this is a segment called wish list this where i show a game to steve that has a store page where someone could wish list or follow and we talk a bit about it and then he wish lists it um because having those wish lists is very important to getting noticed in the uh, opaque algorithm that dictates the success and failures on the digital games marketplace steve first up Power Cord by Big Blue Bubble in London. You know Big Blue Bubble. My single oh, yeah. monsters. They've they've been around the block. Power Cord is their next title coming out. Uh, planned release date. Wish lace and follow now. And fail Big Blue Bubble. That's not a date. Um, Power Cord is a rock and roguelike deck building game. Assemble Earth's mightiest music- musicians. Battle your way through legions of demons. Discover new cards to enhance your instruments of destruction and take back the city one dive bar at a time. The kind of costume design of this game makes me f- kind of makes me feel like Borderlands. That's like cell shading, right? That's like when it has those those stark black lines around all the characters. I think so. It de- it definitely does look like uh, Borderlands for sure. The characters, I, I should say, Borderlands, <laughs> but the games presented, yeah, yeah. of course, in a, in a 2D deck fighting, like your team on one side, the other team on the right side. Uh, what well, here do you think, go. Steve? At the very bottom, we're big fans of Slay the Spire, Monster Train, which I don't really, I don't know that one. It's another one like Slay the Spire. Darkest Dungeon. Ooh, I'm so also those, a fan of Darkest Dungeon. What's Monster Train? Monster Chain is another one of those roguelike deck builders, but you're on. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to butcher the pitch, but it's closer to Slay the Spire than Darkest Dungeon. 
Monster Train is a strategic roguelike deck building game with a twist set on a train to hell. You'll use tactical decision making to defend multiple vertical backgrounds. Yeah, is but you know what it isn't, Steve? No, it's not. It's not. All right, then fuck them. I hope they're Fuck else. them. Power Chord, <laughs> on the other hand, it's it's got it's got some great style in these screenshots. Like it's going for like Steve, would it be fair to categorize this as like the late '90s, early 2000s extreme, where they drop yeah. the E and just have an X, and like and like rock and roll? Uh, they say they say grunge in the no, they don't. They say yeah, they say rock and roll in the description. Uh, but that's that's kind of how it feels like. This is something that you would you would see at like 11 p.m. on MTV. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, and also, there I forgot about this game, even though I really loved it. Forgone is on sale. Which is oh shit! Game. They're Great part of game. the roguelike sale. I was doing a bunch of threads of sales, and, and I'm gonna do the roguelike one, but that's in there. Oh well, no, Fortnite, not roguelike. It's no, yeah, uh, For- Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not even really a Metroid. Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of a Metroid. Eh. Wait, that's also Big Blue Bubble, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's okay. what I mean. It's on their Steam page. Like Foreground is a fast and fluid 2D action platform packed with. Lip- so if you like, uh, oh wow, it's five bucks right now. Yeah, that's that's awesome. really cheap. It's so good <laughs> for, for yeah. A good game. I think it was. Uh, didn't I? Say, I think I put it as my second favorite game. Of that I think you did because you went back to it. I remember after a bit of a gap in. Mm. Yeah, I had I, a great I, time with it. One thing I, I I didn't get the platinum because I got to like do use a guide to find all the hidden shit and that's yeah, no bueno, really. No bueno. So Steve is Power Cord from London, Ontario, based Big Blue Bubble on Steam wish list. Yes, it is. Say. Now, oh, it is, yes. nope. now it is, yes. Now it is? Okay. Hold, hold oh, on. Oh. Let, me, let me refresh. Yeah, oh. it's on wishlist. Okay, cool. Next game today <laughs> on wishlist. This is Soul Split by Lanthanum Studio in Toronto, Ontario. Toronto? Oh. Soul Split is a PSX action roguelite with the T, Steve, just for you, where you play as an amnesiac sorcerer whose previous actions broke the cycle of life and death. Conscripted into the service of death itself, you'll delve into a vast subterranean world overflowing with magic and mayhem in order to, quote, clean up your mess, end quote. Uh, Coming to early access soon, and will stay in early access until late 2023, uh, Soul Split is an action action roguelite top-down shooter, um, it's serving, what is it serving, Steve? It's serving twin stick shooters like dead nation. It's serving ability twin stick shooters, like dreamscapers almost. Mm. Um, what do you think? PS, it's got the PSX style too. So like PSX just means game. PS one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. so. Mm, um, that's confusing. Well, not to people who are alive. I guess. <laughs> So that word means something to the right P- people. Yeah, P- it's like I know what PSX is. Like I remember seeing that in GameFAQs all the time. Like it's not. It's oh, okay. Confusing. So like, because like for me, like coming into it with like the late PS2, it was like, oh, it was the PS2 and then the PS1, obviously. Yeah, I think they. I forget why the X was there. Like I don't know. I can't remember. But I remember mm. seeing like PSX. Like it was N64 and PSX. Like you would see that in GameFAQs all the time. Gotcha. So the PSX next. <laughs> I am of this is the <clears throat> the art style that that it's very like it, it's like that Bloodborne demake you know where it's like everything's yeah, it, so crunched down and so pixelated but it, it's very clearly you can distinguish what's what it's just that style. yeah it's like it's like the equivalent of like when you make like um like uh the messenger is like a 16-bit game even though it's made in 2018 or whatever it was like this mm, is a mm-hmm. p 
PS, like this is a PlayStation looking game, but made in you know 2022 or whatever. So it's with just, obviously like like I'm looking at that first screenshot, like those numbers popping off and that like particle effect, like you probably couldn't have done that on the PS one. No. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like these games can't run on PlayStation; they just have the graphic style of PlayStation back then. It's like when uh, Robert Although Diablo Eggers, Diablo was on PlayStation, but I don't I don't remember what it looked was. Like. It probably PlayStation one. Yeah, the original. Diablo that's crazy. Was on PlayStation. What? I didn't even know about that. Diablo 1 on PS. Did you play online? No, it was just single player. Uh, no, 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 no. It didn't have online. online was 2, right? Or am I... Yeah, did Diablo 1 even have online? I don't know. I Aaron's don't probably so. like yelling at the... I'm sorry, Aaron. I feel bad for butchering the... Probably one of the most famous one of these. Um, Diablo is... Steve. Yeah, it's definitely on PlayStation. <clears throat> I would liken this to like you know when when like a modern director like Robert Eggers I'm, I'm thinking about the Northman a lot lately did the Lighthouse where he like it's like a one hour four by three black and white two people like it's just like he could make the Northman which is a hundred million budget you know huge thing or he could make a movie that looked like it came out in 1942 you know what I mean but it's obviously yeah. being made with sound and modern uh, a lot of modern tech uh, and, and so this is kind of feels like in that vein of like we're stunting on you a little bit here because we chose to do it like this and we chose to do it like this because we think this looks really good and we think you think this looks really good too. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it has a demo. I want to download the demo on Steam Deck. Right? So many sound effects in one episode. It just... Soul Split. Soul Split We'll see if is... it's uh, Steam Deck verified. Uh, so it's, it's downloaded, so I guess I'll play that well, soon, but I'll also ask... Is Soul Split by Latin Phantom Studios in Toronto on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. It's and unknown Steam Deck, Steam Deck right now. It's unknown. Oh, we'll know. Don't worry, listeners. I'll, I'll tell You'll you know. in the next. I'll tell before you very, this is, very soon. Before this is over. Yeah. Last game today is out in early access, but uh, we, we wiggle the rules a little bit sometimes, Steve. Uh, getting that wish list in still helps. <clears throat> this is Myth Force by Beamdog Games in Edmonton, Alberta. Quote, inspired by beloved 80s cartoons, Myth Force unites swords and sorcery with a gripping first-person combat in a roguelite tea adventure fit for Saturday mornings. Brave the dungeon alone or join forces with friends to take on ever-changing Castle of Evil. Jesus, this so, is the, ro- the roguelite wish, wish list edition, eh? I know, right? Uh, that was completely coincidental, by the way, everyone. Uh, the art <laughs> style for this game fucking rips, Steve. So, like, the, the so environments... <laughs> The environments are <clears throat> like 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 Overwatch, Fortnite, kind of like three D, uh, uh, very colorful, pretty worlds. But the art style, Steve, how do you even describe this? Like your HUD and your enemies and your items and your character portrait is like, uh, what's that online browsing game that was famous for the, like this just couple in an apartment? You know that one? Like it's that kind of no. like simple line, flat color. Uh, I'm it's, I'm gonna be mad at myself for not being able to say this art style like most recently sable was kind of like this art style of like specifically just a flat color with simple lines and people will see it when they look at it what were you gonna say steve um yeah i mean it reminds like i was a little too young for like the cartoons that this like looks off like he-man basically um Mm. and whatnot but i watched some of them like he like i did watch a little bit of he-man and and the spider-man although that's a little bit earlier but yeah it looks like it looks like oblivion or skyrim with like an 80s cartoon mod on (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah skyrim in terms of like your your the first person first person sword and sword and shield yeah yeah. but it looks Uh, it looks dope 
Um, Launchinary access on 420. Yeah, I just checked. It's only it's only on Discord, or not Discord. It's only on uh, Epic. Epic right so. must have got that that sweet exclusivity deal to fund this development. Um, but I think it looks Be- absurd. Beamdog like has it. been games. I think they've been like remaking the old Bioware games. Not Former remaking. Bioware devs. That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, they they did never went they did never winter nights enhanced edition never went and Baldur's Gate, yeah, enhanced edition. Yeah, they were huh. like doing old uh, Bioware games. I don't know what this Axis and Allies one is. Sounds like a strategy game. Um, but so that's I mean that makes sense. This is a, this is a deviation <clears throat> then. Like, is this their first? Uh, what also, was their last bu- like original they- game? Also, they were bought by Embracer Group in April 2022. Wow. We, we missed that one. Wow. <laughs> April 2022. That's last month, Steve. <laughs> last month. What's happening? And Embracer is like being placed over Canada like the dome in the Simpsons movie. It's just like descending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this it, game it looks would, sick, though. It does. It looks really, really cool. Um, okay. So, oh, wait. Sorry. I'll, I'll talk about Soul Split after we do Okay. That. Uh, so I, I like Steve. I just also want to draw attention to the <clears throat> the um, the text and in, in a lot of the UI in this game feels uh, like it's that like blocky cartoon font, and so just the the UI and the character design and the worlds are all slightly different art styles, but it's all working together in like a really good way, yeah. in my opinion. It looks, looks like you can uh, completely upgrade oh, your characters yeah. and abilities, and there's different characters to choose from who are all like different archetypes of Saturday morning cartoon heroes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to add about Myth Force for the for the listeners, Steve? No, it looks it looks like straight. It looks like He Man, like a first person He Man game. It looks awesome. I wonder when they're coming out. How long will the game be in early access? About one year of development, they said. So expect April 2023 full release. But until then, Steve is Myth Force by Edmonton-based Beamdog Games on your Epic Game Store wish list. Uh, not yet. I, I'm still signing in to Epic. I, I, you, you tricked me with the Epic. I did trick you. While you're why signing do I have in. To, oh, why do I have to, <laughs> have to do a two-factor? A, I have to enter a second two-factor. That's funny. It's been that long, huh? <laughs> I guess. Like I had to do like, the we phone thing. We want to really thing. make sure it's you. <laughs> I had to do the phone thing, and then they sent me the code to my email. I'm like, yo, just that's funny. It's me. Okay, it's added to the wishlist. Excellent. Uh, and and the update on Soul Split Steam Deck status. So Soul Split boots up. Okay. Um, the menu. I'm not seeing. Oh, okay. It's the ma- Oh, it's a mouse. Okay, that's not going to be. Ah. That's going to be. That's going to be a little tough. Okay, a little tough, but uh, might be able to do some remaps maybe to like a touchpad or something. Yeah, how do I move? Oh, oh, I, oh no, that's just a roll. Oh, okay. No, 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 actually, it certainly runs. It certainly use, runs. CanadianDevs.com. <laughs> well, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you boot up a game, it just like doesn't boot up. Ah. Hold F to use. Uh, you definitely got to tinker with the, um, I wonder if it has, uh, uh, I might just have to check to see if it has like a joy. Pad, not joypad what the hell is the controller? controller support mm-hmm. um but mouse wise you, you definitely got to tinker with the controls but it runs so tinkerable but runs it would get the it would at the very least get the yellow little thing mm-hmm. which is like it runs but you know you gotta you gotta kind of do some work put in the work yeah 
And okay. this one's early access too, right? So it's probably just they haven't. Done oh, it. they got time. They got time. Don't worry. Actually, I don't know if it is early access. Let me. Double it looks pretty sweet though. The, the, it is the, the sixty seconds I just played. It runs pretty nicely. So good. That's it's it for a, wish a very list positive sixty seconds. A very positive wish list. This I think as well. A rogue <laughs> light corner, but except for power cord, I guess. Unless that was, and I already forgot. I don't think it was. Oh yeah, my it god, it is. Fuck it's off. It's a Slay Aspire. <laughs> Everyone's a roguelite now. All that to say, get us your games. We'll wishlist them. Make it a roguelite if you want, but there's so many. Uh, <laughs> let's go on to what we've been playing, Steve. Uh, played a little bit more Mass Effect. It's still what I said last week, so I don't want to talk about it. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Space Cop and ladies' arms are weird, and the HUD's way much better. And I like. Are you just playing the first one still? Yeah. Is it's your plan to play one, two, and three? I don't know. Like as I said last week, I think I just want to keep playing until like I'm like ah, I get it, or or something really just turns me off of it. Um, but two's my favorite like two deep down like i remember so much from two more than any of the other games so i might like if i bail on one just hop into two and, and see but uh yeah that's my plan right now nice nice yeah so talk to me steve you played two canadian games and purchased a very fun console recently i want to hear about mm. uh yeah so I, i'm still playing dawn of the monsters i heard is it dawn of Mon- no it must be dawn of the monsters right you think it could be Dawn of Monsters. I no, it is, it, is Dawn of, it is Dawn series. of the Monsters. Okay. And? Um, it's still fun. It's still good. It's still, it's like, it's getting me hyped up, you know, because I download Streets of Rage 4 and I'm whenever I decide to play it again, I'm going to buy the DLC. Yeah. So it's getting me hyped up. Like now I'm just like hyped up for beat-em-ups because also I was playing some Second Genesis. So I'm just like in that zone right now where it's like, it's not like a, a sad zone, you know? When I was playing Horizon mm. 2, I was like, fucking open world games. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of this shit. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, you know, beat-em-ups, everything. Throw all my nostalgic childhood memories into a beat-em-up. And I'll, yes. I'll, I'll play it. So Dawn of the Monsters is good. It's, you know, again, the the, the feedback, the, 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 like, the hard-hittingness of it is kind of missed a little bit. Um, you want some more crunch? Want some more crunch? That the mm. I didn't mention that like there is like kind of screen clearing moves. I think they call cataclysms. Um, those are like really cool. Cataclysms. That's a great name. Yeah, those are really cool. And they and what's the kaiju's cataclysm? You just stomp the ground and everyone dies. The one for the red dude because I just did a lot because I now have picked. I, I saw bouncing between all four characters. I just picked the like, mm-hmm. red one. I forget what his actual name is. Uh, he basically has this like fiery tornado thing around him. That just, I love like, when that. I love when a awesome. Godzilla does a fiery tornado around them. It's awesome. Um, so it's good. And then, yeah, I'm just, you know, plowing my way through that, playing one level here or there. It's, I like how it's broken up because Streets of Rage 4, the levels, they're not long, but they're longer. But mm. the Dawn of the Monsters one, it's like, it's literally like three or four screens. Um, nice. So each level is like five minutes. So it's really like, I'll just go in there, play a level, you know, maybe sell some gear or whatever and just like read some lore and then I'll, they'll bounce like playing. That's why I wish mm-hmm. I bought on Steam Deck because it's kind of, it's just like, Bite size, yeah. It's a little definitely they put it like as a bite size adventure type of thing. All right, because you're playing on PlayStation Five, right? Yes, mm, but I bet it looks really nice on that screen, huh? It does. It does. The art, the art slaps for sure. Nice. What else have you been playing, Steve? Uh, so I did 
start Nobody Saves the World, which I had played on Xbox One or whatever, mm-hmm. Series X, uh, when it came out to Game Pass earlier this year. But because I'm an idiot, I also bought mm-hmm. it on PS5 because <laughs> trophies. Um, it's still really sweet, but it, you know, I'm not like I'm not crazy about it. You know what I mean? Like so many quests, dude. You just gotta keep opening and clearing all the quests. And and what's more annoying about that is is just the time to do all that. Mm, just, you want to open like, in like a hold R two to cash all my quests thing, or just for it to like go faster, like like a two times speed. I got you. Um, but the art style is like really sweet. The the humor, the the hu- I love the character. Like nobody, like, yeah, he's, he's my nobody's he's great. My Did you notice what, when you come out of the first thing with the horse and you see another horse, your character's internal monologue goes like, "You behold the beauty of this horse. You've never seen a horse more beautiful. In this moment, <laughs> you truly appreciate the majestic nature of the Esquirian species, or something." Yeah, and it's very it's, funny. Oh, uh, it's it's so good. There, and there's. There's definitely like some great drink box humor in it. Um, the game got hard too, which surprised me. So I got how hard you get when I played on Xbox Series X. I got, I did the first major dungeon, um, mm-hmm. like the main castle in the middle, and then you you get the the warrior or not the warrior the horse. You get the horse and then the guild, the, the warrior guild or whatever it's called. Okay. Um, yeah, so I have the horse and archer, and I'm I'm past that now. Okay. And then after that, it's like I was dying, like I was I was struggling. I had to like kind of level up a little bit, but but it, it wasn't it was like I was going left and then I kind of hit a wall and I was like, "Okay, I'll just go the other direction because when mm. when that after that part, it's like you can either go like east or west. That's like where the next two big dungeons are." Mm-hmm. So I went east, kind of got to a point, got went west, kind of got to a point, and now I'm going back east and and now I'm kind of like at that level. Kind of like how you played Tunic then, huh? Yeah, there's a little bit of like you have to kind of explore and but Tunic doesn't really like tell you. It just Right. You have you arrows to, in or you have like go to this area in uh in Yeah, like there's a map world. that has like exclamation points on it. And yeah. even if you don't clear that map, like like you it still shows like okay there's still something like southwest of me or something i guess i guess both games tunic and nobody saves the world are kind of going for that like nes zelda like 2d map style but they're they're trying to like have you interact with that space very very differently 100 percent, yeah no like nobody saves the world like holds your hands a little bit more mm. to get to the the point but i'm still i'm still having fun with the game i'm still enjoying it i, I played a little bit last night um I think the same thing with like Dawn of Monsters is like I'm just playing I'm playing alone like I need to play with someone um mm. and nobody says the world actually has like online so I need to, I you know I I think they have crossplay actually you and I should try to play Absolutely if there's crossplay I can play cuz uh Hold on hold on hold on Yeah you want to say I don't know if they do have crossplay I think they do on um Steam to Xbox uh, I mean like <coughs> you know the Xbox Windows app but I don't know about between console i just swore i mean they would say somewhere it does support crossplay between pc and xbox consoles as of january 2022 not sure about playstation i assume they would update that yeah Uh, Uh, whoa there's a website that just works on this it's called co-optimus yeah i just found it that's really fun Crossplay uh, with Xbox One, and Xbox. No, I don't think that's right. I could have swore I saw with PS Five. I mean, that just came out, so they 
that information might be buried in the SEO, you know what I mean? If it is, though, we will figure out how to play it together. Um, you can just buy not, it on PS5. I could just buy it on PS5, yeah, because I got all my other guac games on there, you know? I got the guacs. Might as well get the NSW. There's no good abbreviation. No um, bods. Steve, we can't we can't do this. What? Keep going for the 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 information. Uh, but I want to know. No return, you know. Well, you're at the sunk cost point. We're like we've we've gone down this thread so long, and people are so so invested at this point that like you want to get to whether it has crossplay or not. I don't think it is. I mean, the more you go on, the less hope I have. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Mm. We'll just say it's not. I'll um, say it's not, even though that could be false. But and then I bought uh, because I make smart purchasing decisions. I bought a 32x, which is the explain this to someone born in 1997. Okay. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so the Sega Genesis. So Sega released the greatest console ever known as the Sega Genesis. That's like the same generation as like PS1 and 64, right? No. One, oh, one before. It's the same one generation. Before, okay. S is SNES. And so actually, Dream, Dreamcast is that. No, generation. that's also that's also shit. Oh. Okay, never mind. Continue. I'll just stop talking. It goes Sega Genesis. So it goes Sega Master System with the NES. Mm-hmm. Sega Genesis was the SNES. Okay. Sega Saturn was the N sixty four slash PlayStation. Sega okay. Dreamcast was like the PlayStation two, Xbox One, or sorry, X. You know what I mean? Original. Yeah. And then and then they died. Wow. <laughs> um. And it actually Sega Genesis predates the SNES. They came out. It came out in like 1989. And similar to how the um, Super uh, the NES uh, the NES came out, they released it, and then they released the greatest game afterwards. And they had to sort of relaunch it in Super Mario Brothers because mm. Super Mario Brothers was not a launch game for the original NES, and Sonic the Hedgehog was not a launch game for the Sega Genesis. And they kind of relaunched huh. it when that came out. And um, so in order for the SNES, so the SNES was, you know, it's actually like a pretty close race in terms of like units sold. Mm-hmm. But Sega had the theory or the, 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 um, the sort of, I guess, strategy of including add-ons to their systems. Mm. So they made a Sega CD, which is an add-on for the Sega Genesis that you could play CDs and they came out with games like Night Terror and shit like that. So it'd be right. like full motion videos and you press A to fucking escape or something. Play the next and then, video. <laughs> and then similar to like the expansion pass or like a PS4 Pro or something, they came out with the Sega 32X, which is basically just like a more powerful thing that you put into the the, um, the Sega at the very top. Okay, so this is just like the N64 expansion pack. Exactly, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but it's where you're putting the cartridge in. So imagine instead of the expansion pack, you're putting it into the N64 like cartridge slot, and then you're putting Wow, it that probably feels way cooler. You're like, wow, my like my game's getting powered up as it flows through this like thing. The, bo- the box art is kind of like that, because it's very, like, <laughs> it's very I'm sure just it like is. more power, like 30,000 more colors or something like that. That's so fun. Because, um, like, yeah, I put the expansion pack on my N64, and then I close the little plastic thing, and I'm like, oh, it looks exactly the same. Yeah, but exactly. no, I want to I take the expansion pack in one hand, the cart in my other hand, and, like, slam them together in front of me like an action movie, and then slam that in, like like the Bone Storm ad in Simpsons. Like, yeah, that's how I want to... Exactly. That's how so, I want to put the game into the console. So a working console would be a Sega... And so if you look at Sega CD, it's more flat. And so mm. the Sega Genesis goes onto the Sega CD... This is and absurd. It, it makes it wider. 
The 32X can then go into the Sega Genesis, and they actually release Sega 32X and Sega CD games. Like, you need both of them, which is fucking hilarious. You can then put Sonic and Knuckles into the 32X because it just plays normal th- Genesis games too. And then Sonic and Knuckles was actually a game you can put the Sonic 3 and Sonic 2 into. So you this can is have absurd, Steve. six things stacked, and, and it's my like goal to kind of get that. And I'm, and I'm getting there, but I'm still a little ways. So the 32X, so 32X. Is, is the next so the, step in that yeah, so the Transformers 32X console. <laughs> only sold like a million copies and didn't even come out in Europe, I think. And Oof. It's. I bought it for like three hundred dollars, which is okay. Shouldn't. No, it's gaming collectibles. You know, yeah, I I, know. I I bought a copy of Mario sixty four box because I wanted one. You know, sometimes you want something. I love my wife. She's very like because <laughs> I went to the store and I saw it because like it's so it's rare too because it didn't sell that many copies and there's also this wire that goes mm. between the thirty two X and the Genesis and it's small. It's like the like it's shorter than like a pen. Right and. That wire is apparently such a bitch to find. And so I went to this store in Toronto just to like look at classic games and I bought some and I, they had a 32X and I, th- and I was like, oh, and it was like a good price and came with Virtual Fighter, um, which is not a great game. But mm. <laughs> so then I was like, oh man, and I just thought of that thing for like a month and Heather was just like, just buy the, the <laughs> stupid thing. So I went in there and I bought it and they, and they had that cord but they sold it separately because they of know course they did. people need that cord. So I bought the cord. I bought the, the 32X, played some Doom. I, and it worked, too, because that was the other thing. I was nervous as hell because I was like, yeah, this thing is just really tough. So I actually don't have it in the system. I have it like still sealed in like the bags and stuff because I don't want it to like collect dust when I'm not playing it. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I played some Doom, um, played some Star Wars Arcade, which is actually like a pretty solid game. And I oh, played... Wow. Uh, Virtual Fighter, which are 32x, the only 32x games. The most well known or the most kind of well um, liked game is a game called Nautic- Knuckles Chaotix. Which okay. they is Chaotix release- have an X? Yes, it does. Of course. It does. Oh my god! And um, it only came out on 32x. They've never ported this game to anywhere ever. So I that's so incredible. Like Four hundred dollars. So I don't want to really buy that. No. That's really fun, though. I'm um, so glad you're doing this, Steve. Oh, I, it's oh, I love it. I, I was so happy. My, Heather was even like, "You're happier now than we when we got married," and I was like, <laughs> "Yo, that's not really true." <laughs> but I'm it's just very true, happy. but he shouldn't <laughs> say it. <laughs> it's not true, but I'm very, very happy. I was so good excited. when oh, it turned happy, on to. I was happy. just like, "Oh yes." Yeah, so good sound. What's the sound? Do it for me. Uh, like the Steve excited sound? No, the what's the start of sound? Like they always have a cool sound. Well, the second one is like Sega. Oh yeah. Um, does, it 30, does, does it add more to it every time you add something? It's like Sega 32X CD. No, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I don't think I can't recall. I I think it just does the Sega, to be honest. Okay. Um, it was awesome. Well, that's awesome. So good. Good. Uh, well, stay tuned for more updates uh, on old games from Steve as he and, acquires them and plays them. <laughs> and I played 30 seconds of Peglin, and I played 30 seconds of Soul Split, too. Sure there you go. <laughs> well, he's just uh, diversifying his portfolio this week of, of uh, played games. Speaking of diversifying our portfolio, nope. 
nothing there. Uh, that's it for this episode of the CanadianGameDevs.com <laughs> podcast. I thought something would come to me as I said it. It didn't. Uh, this is episode 209. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, doing what we do, buying games, talking about games, publishing information about games, drawing attention to games made in Canada, do that at patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. If you back us at the $5 credited patron tier or higher, we'd love to read your name at the end of every episode and personally thank you. So thank you, Aaron McLeod, Daniel Quackmiller, David Nagy, Dugsy, E. Beer, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Leon, and Nicholas A. Zorko. Our intro music's by Jake Buttono at Jake Buttono on Twitter, and our outro music is by at Composing Dan on Twitter. If you're listening somewhere that offers the ability to leave a review in some format, could you do that to help us? If you don't listen somewhere like that, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Steve, we skipped over Discord discussion. You want to sneak it in here at the end? I oh, want to. Yeah, let's do it. It was okay. We were talking about game because it's a pretty short podcast. It's only like 48 minutes. Of course, mm-hmm. Audacity. We were talking about games you own multiple versions of. Mm. Um, Either purchased or like got for free. So like the the I think my record is four, which is Celeste. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I only really purchased it once. So like Celeste, I have it on PS PS4. Um, it was an Xbox Gold game, so I would need a subscription for that. It was a free game on Epic Game Store, and I'm assuming I'm just assuming it's Itchio bundle. Right. <laughs> I think a short hike is also in there because that's in the Itchio bundle. Itchio bundle, yeah. And uh, I bought it on PlayStation, and I bought it like on itch.io proper when it first like came out right launch yeah huh so short hike three or four celeste is like four ish i couldn't really think of any like there have been games like resident evil 2 remake where i bought like bought it physical and then trade in like a dummy because i didn't right care about physical games back then now i own a digital sort of thing um yeah so a few games like that but i don't think they're and like streets of rage 4 i have it physical on switch I was given a code on PS4 and it was on Game Pass. I don't think it is anymore. No, it's not. Um, so some games like that, but I think I think Celeste at four is is the record for me. That's incredible because you think that would be mine, but it's not. I know, and I don't. I'm not even a big fan of Celeste. Which is, yeah, which is the funny thing. that's so funny. And I've only think, really technically I've only bought it like I guess I bought it twice, but really I only spent like full price on it once. So right on PlayStation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mine's probably Uncharted 3. I have the launch copy, and then I bought the Game of the Year copy, and then I found the Collector's Edition, and I wanted that, and then I got the Uncharted Collection on PS4. So that's probably four copies of Uncharted uh, 3 I own. That's The game doesn't deserve that. <laughs> I love Uncharted 3. <laughs> Start every movie with a fight in a bar, and you'll instantly have me, you know? <laughs> the game. Uh, but it was a movie for the most part. Um Maybe last. I have Last of Us. I gotta look at my shelf, actually. Yeah, Last of Us. I, I have Last of Us three times. Oh, I have okay. Last of Us on PS3, the normal one, and then I wanted the Steelbook, so I got the Steelbook, mm-hmm. uh, and then I got it on PS4. So, oh, uh, it's bad. Yours are indie games, really good indie games, and mine are just the most yeah, look at basic you, AAA. I love Subway ad ass video game. <laughs> no, you. I mean, you have the Itchio bundle. Like Celeste, you would have Celeste multiple times. Yeah, so I bought Celeste on Switch, and then I got it Games with Gold and then the bundle. So I guess I have it three times, but yeah, still have You didn't, you didn't download it on Epic when it was three. free? 
Oh, if I did, then in that case, yeah, I do. But those just don't feel the same as like I bought Uncharted three four times, Steve. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Like, I don't think I ever bought a game more than twice. Probably for the best. And I wanted to clarify, like I was like finding deals and shit. Like it wasn't full price four times. Like uh, I do, I do bargain hunt. You know, Steve. Um, but gotcha. yeah, that's that's probably it for me. Uh, probably one of the Mario games. Honestly, honestly. I probably bought Super Mario Bros, like the the NES game. Oh, jeez. I bought it on Wii. I bought it on Wii U. Well, I guess I need to buy it on Wii U again. I bought it on 3DS. And I probably bought it as part of, like, some other collection. You know what I mean? Because they always threw it into, like, the physical packs of their games. Like, yeah. just the original Mario. I don't think... But no, it's mean, probably still Uncharted 3. I don't even think that really or Karina time you know i bought it and then on 3ds and right then, you got 3ds virtual i'm console. trying to think if i bought it on wii virtual console i don't think i did and majora's mask wii though virtual i might console i think actually majora's mask i did on wii virtual console the three oh version, oh you know what's the version it's not ones i bought but mario 64 on n64 on ds on switch no that one still wouldn't beat it but i do play it and beat it three places so yeah yeah, that's it for uh, this episode then. If you've played and bought a game on a bunch of different platforms, I want to know about it. I want to know if someone's done it like six times. That seems fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to place any bets this week. I ate shit in my bets all week, Steve. So yeah, you lost so. You lost those the parlay, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, we just got to like, we got to get that number up to when I can cash out or just get rid of all so I stop thinking about it. That's yeah. what I did. I, and I'm at zero. I, lo- I lost okay. all my money. So I'll probably join you at show. zero. Yeah. Join us. Join us. <laughs> I'll join you at zero next week or I'll come onto the pod with my fur coat and cigar. We'll see. Nice. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Join our Discord Bye. at Candy Game Devs on Twitter. Goodbye. Let not the sands of time get in your lunch, Tony Hendra. What does that even mean? I don't. Yeah, I don't get that one. Tony Hendra was an English satirist, actor, and writer who worked in the United States. Oh, he died recently. I don't know any of these movies. Do 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 do. Yay. <laughs>